It's time once again for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. Hey, good morning, good morning. We're here at the Buckhead Business Show at the studio of the Pro Business Channel. we got Rich Casanova and Michael Moore bringing you the billion-dollar view as we overlook Buckhead today with this gorgeous weather for a beautiful fall day as you're finishing up. Not, it's not winter yet, is it? It's awfully cold. Um, it definitely feels like it, yeah. yeah, yeah well, don't I think we're people in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, well, Chicago, Boston, and other parts uh, wish they were here. Even the guys in Denver wish they were here today. So it's it's a nice day to finish up all your uh, your preparations for the holiday seasons. And, boy, we're winding down this year. Could you believe it's already almost the end of the fourth quarter? Hard to believe. The clock is ticking down. Are we a two-minute warning yet? Uh, yeah, we did, yeah. I think we are. Well, we got some great guests in the studio today. Rich, as always, has uh, gone out and combed the countryside. We got Phil Bush here today who's going to talk to us a little bit about sales. And we got Brooks Donna who's going to share a lot, a little bit about media. And boy, I, we roll into the new year. Media is going to be more and more and more and more and more and more and more important. So mm-hmm. as we look at some ideas there, and, uh, and uh, we're looking up, scratching up next year's shows, the Buckhead Business Association is proud to be a part of this, and we'll tell you a little bit more about that during the break. But right now we're going to talk to Phil Bush to talk about getting your sales program and process for the year. Phil, how in the world did you get in this business of teaching salespeople to be a little bit more better? That's a great question, Michael. And, and the answer is, it's not because I always thought I was the best salesperson around. It's actually because I don't like to see people make all the mistakes that I made when I was selling. And I, that's an honest truth. I started out selling and I didn't really know what I was doing. Stayed in sales, sales management for a long time. But about 12 years ago, I really got the idea of really focusing on helping sellers, helping sales managers. And I call it sales execution optimization. Whoa, is there an initial for that? I don't know if I can handle that long word. It's called the new SEO. The new SEO. Boy, that sounds like we're going to move right into media here. (laughs) Don't waste no time here. Well, you won the flip, so go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so so Phil, the the, the new SEO, because you don't want to have people making the same mistakes you've made. Have have you made a couple, or how'd that go again? I've made a lot. I think in selling, I started out working for a Buckhead-based company back after college, and... uh, uh, Do they sell stuff to deer heads or something? What, 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 no, uh, they sell software, and uh, they're still based here in Atlanta. And, and I basically made all the mistakes you could make, and then, and I still made them. I got better, I like to believe. But a lot of what I have learned is not from being. I, everyone likes to say when you when you teach, it's because you can't sell. Well, I still sell because <laughs> you got to sell. But my focus is really in this day and age of selling. You know, it's really important to have a good process in place. Otherwise, you're not going to be very successful. You're just not. It's too difficult to sell. And buyers are so educated now about what you sell. The stats are that before they ever talk to you, they've done what they believe to be 70% of their research before they ever talk to you. Well, they have so many options and so much research at their fingertips. Exactly. Right? In a nanosecond. Absolutely. The internet changed the sales game forever. Right. Because now the information's out there available and the and the seller thinks, Oh, well, I'm the expert on my product or service. Well, I'm not saying you're not, but the customer believes they already are. Perception, yeah. Two words, Google it. 
That, right. <laughs> they make those expensive mistakes, so they think they need to be smarter. Yes, faster. that's correct. So how do you kind of overcome that, or what's kind of the, um, the upside to that? Well, what, what you have to do as a seller in this day and age is you've got to be better prepared than ever for a sales call. And you've got to have really focused, not just on, I'm not saying every seller doesn't know their product or service. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say they do. But a seller has to understand their customer. Not just why they're interested in my product or service, but what that customer is trying to accomplish. Uh, beyond customer relations, that comes later, it's customer research. It is customer research. research yeah. There's three parts of any good sales process. There's relationship management, roadmap to revenue, and customer success. And if you don't have all three of those boxes checked, you're going to have trouble along the way. You just are. Talk to us about the roadmap. The roadmap says that you're not in sales just to go and make calls. People think, oh, my job is I go and make calls. That's this is a numbers job. game, yeah. Just to make call more calls, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, and this, what's interesting is I'm not saying that's not part of it, but your buy the buyer has to understand that your seller is not there just to show up and make presentations or have conversations. They're there to make progress on a sales cycle, a sales process. Well, they wouldn't be calling you unless they have a need. So, you know, you need to be moving that needle literally each time you uh, you engage in the fundraising business. There's no neutral. You're right. You either improve or, 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 or lose fall position. behind. That's right, because the objective is to, to make most people, as we say in a jokingly way, have the check. You want yeah. one to exchange it for the other and one to get true value. You're right. While the other one is, is able to, to acquire a new customer, solve a new problem, or move on. Absolutely true, Michael. Well said. Yep, I you. agree 100%. Now, you, how did you get into this business? You said you started in Buckhead, but gosh, what, what made you want to be a salesman when you grew up? That's a great question, and the answer was nothing. <laughs> now, let's be honest here, folks in the room and on the air. When you went to, when you were in high school, when you went to college, those of you who did, did you ever think, oh, I'm going to go into sales? And the answer, if you're being truthful, honestly, is probably no. Most people, if you're being truthful, don't say, I, wa I started out wanting to be in sales. How many people end up? Just about everybody. Everybody sells something. Well, school teachers are a great example of that. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> but They're selling all the time. But everybody does not want to be a life insurance salesman, right? No, they don't. So so raise your hands on that. I got in the business because I was with an Atlanta-based, a long-time Atlanta-based software company, American Software, still based here in Buckhead. And um, I began selling for them. They now have a spinoff called Legility, still based here. Uh, but I sold all over the uh, country. And actually now I have worked in 22 countries around the world selling. So I've sold a lot of places, done a lot of things. Buckhead, Brookhaven, still my home. Yep. But I got into it, and then when I got into the idea of helping sellers, it was because I said, well, you know, I can keep selling, but it seems like a better use of my time to take sellers, whether they feel like they're good or bad now, and give them ideas. So 22 countries. I mean, how many languages do you speak? Or how many is issues of Rosetta Stone do you have? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that second question is the proper one. Because <laughs> right. I don't speak any of their languages. I just never really got languages. But I have used Rosetta Stone and other tools like it a lot to be able to m navigate. So, so what I'm hearing is uh, these these obviously are universal principles if you yes. don't even speak their language. 
right? It, How do you make a transaction take place? It's a great question. And, and, and what I've actually found is selling is universal and relationships are universal. Now, the way we go about doing it in this day and age is a little different. And part of it is because of we are now in the age of social selling. Social selling is critical. Using social media tools is critical to being successful. If you're not using them, sellers, you're falling behind. I promise you. Oh, boy, you're just queuing Brooks up here. He's, That's he's, right. He's, yeah, he's, I know. He's salivating. Don't get the I knew I'd break. Well, he's going to be racing for the finish line. I know. Right but I knew Brooks was here, so I don't, I don't want to take his steal his thunder. But he's. I know he's here and talking about a topic we talk about a lot in sales. Well, you know, you've, you've got an interesting thing. What Part of your moniker is uh, daily sales thoughts. So, yes. You know, you obviously are a trainer. Yeah. Your heart's in the educational process. And, boy, I love your original lead-in when you said, I just don't want to see those people make the same mistakes over and over yeah. and over again that I made. Yeah. So, uh, daily sales thoughts. Tell us how you came to this idea of, of putting out news and information. Because, you know, that really falls right into the social media arena of, of educating people and staying in touch with them, which is one of the things right. about relationships. So talk a little yeah. bit about that, if you will. I did. And it, that, it's a blog called Sales Thoughts. Okay. And it's, Daily Sales Thoughts is the blog name, as you said, Michael. I said DailySalesThoughts.com. Yes, you that's right. right on the web. <laughs> that's right. Well, interestingly enough, that came about from a, uh, a near-death experience I had. Oops. About five and a half years ago, I suffered traumatic brain injury. Mm. And I had to come back from that. And when you come back from traumatic brain injury, um, it's not easy. It's very difficult, and it takes a long time. But what was interesting is the first part of my brain that kind of recovered was my business stuff. Cool. Everything else was kind of still kind of being worked on by wow. the wonderful people at Shepherd. And, folks, if you ever want to give to a cause, I can tell you the Shepherd Center is a miraculous place because they have to deal with people every day. And like I said, when any of us have been in the hospital for anything, and the first question we ask is, well, how long will I be there? Shepherd's answer every day is the same to every patient and family. We don't know because traumatic brain injury is different for every person. I was there for some time, but one of my friends, a great friend of mine, another Atlanta-based guy named Brett Boston, he said, start writing down what you think about when it comes to sales. That became sales thoughts. Hmm. And I kept it up and it had been going on for a long time now. And it was just about thinking of, oh, well, I did that in selling and don't do that. I did that in selling. Don't do that either. And Brett said, hey, after a while, we came up with enough content for a book, which we published about a year and a half ago called Sales Thoughts. And uh, that came the book, the blog, and now the radio show that I have. Um, but it, it was a very interesting process because you always think about things that you did and go, God, I wouldn't do that again. Right. That, that cost me a lot of money. I wouldn't do that again. That was an expensive lesson. Exactly. Oh, Michael, you are so right because you're going, Oh, why did I do that? <laughs> right. So I think back to previous sales cycles and go, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> and I coach a lot of sellers, young sellers and experienced sellers. And it's interesting because the experienced sellers are very interesting because they go, well, you know what I used to do worked really well. And I say, look, I'm not saying you can't sell now, but your process has got to evolve and morph with the times. And we're in the almost in the year 2017 and you've got to be selling with 2017 principles because if you're not you're going to be you're going to fall behind and you're going to lose to somebody who's selling that's right. Well, well said. Uh, 
Just reminding our listeners, you're listening to the Buckhead Business Show, being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association, with your host uh, Michael Moore and sidekick Rich Casanova here. Sidekick, <laughs> yeah. the Mike, the Mike and Rich Show. Mike and Rich I like show. that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So, it has a nice flow to it. Yeah. yeah. So um, and so we know uh, how to reach out to Phil Bush. Uh, that's just uh, daily thoughts, dailysalesthoughts.com. Mm-hmm. So Michael, if you want to introduce our uh, welcome our next guest to the I, show, I am going to do that. But we we have just keyed up the uh, the stage. Uh, we are now on the high dive board. We are. <laughs> We are now taking the running start. We have gone through the pace car mode. Phil, thank you for driving us. You may slide off the track now. And we're going to go to Brooks Donner, who is going to tell us what that SEO really means and why he's in the process of helping poor sales guys like you stay in touch a little better. Yeah. So, Brooks, the stage is yours, bud. Thank you, Michael and and Rich. It's great to be here. Uh, My company, Topline Media Group, is involved with digital consulting and implementation. So we help companies, businesses, individuals, organizations with their website presence. So what I always like to start with is talking about businesses and how they use the web. We have to start with basics. It's surprising that there's so many businesses out there, at least in this day and age, that they've already gone through one or two or three rounds of vendors. And of course, for a website, you need a hosting plan, and you need a domain name where people can find you out there. Uh, you also have other assets involved with all the files on, on the server for hosting. So it surprises me, but it's a fact of life that a lot of companies out there have their hosting account in one place, they have their domain name in another place, and you have to treat these things like business assets. They are property of your business, and you have to protect them. So the first thing that usually happens when I go in with companies is we have to clean things up. They have different social profiles that were set up through different vendors. Again, they're hosting in their domain name. They don't even know where they're at. So we clean everything up, get everything under control, and then we go from there. We look at the business. But the first fundamental thing Make sure your base is there with all of these business assets that help you have a website presence. Well, it sounds like to me you, your 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 uh, your step one is always a complete and thorough inventory, and then you get to make a plan. So, people have Twitter, people have Instagram, people have Snapchat, people have LinkedIn, people have a website. Oh, website—that's the last thing, but that's the first thing you talked about. So, how do how do we integrate all the things that are going on in our digital world of confusion today? That's ex- that's exactly what's going on today. Oh, the digital in- confusion. confusion. <laughs> okay, hey, that's, 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 that's a new website. Yeah, yeah. Confusion.com. Yeah. Check, check, check. You're good at those website <laughs> handles. Check it out. Digital Confusion. See if that's available. You'll get some malware off of there if you go to that site. Um, integration is key. It's kind of the evolution of where we we've uh, where we're where we've where we're coming to where we're going to and it started off with a website and the whole mentality of build it and they will come oh my goodness kind of look out, look out. kind of collapse because they think oh well we'll put up our website and now we can be reached anywhere in the world and we can sell our products or services anywhere in the world it just didn't happen so you really have to get out there and do the right things when it comes to marketing and advertising and that's where the integration comes into place there are uh, three major areas really SEO a little bit different than Phil's but (laughs) stands for search engine optimization and that's the uh, strategy of tactics to index your web pages on your site in the search engines like Google second thing is uh, search engine marketing SEM 
which is also known as pay-per-click. That's when you run ads, for example, on the search engine results page on Google, you've got two different types of results. You've got the results up top, which are actually paid ads. That falls into SEM or pay-per-click, PPC. We call it paid search. And then you have the results down the middle of the page, lower down. Those are the natural or organic listings that fall under SEO, search engine optimization. So you've got SEO, you've got SEM or PPC. And then the third component is social. And that's really where a lot of companies are making the move now. It's the, the evolution that we've been seeing and that will continue to uh, evolve as we move forward. But social media platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, they are so powerful because they give businesses the ability to target. So you have two ways to operate on social media. One is you post up and you uh, add content to your social profiles and develop a following. People who see you, they're interested in your business, somehow they've gotten to your page on Facebook, for example, and they follow your business. The second way is to advertise on these social platforms. And this is where the ability to target consumers, different demographics, is off the charts. There's something called big data. These companies who follow consumers around at the point of sale, um, in, f in the financial system, the banking system, uh, and elsewhere, and they have information about different individuals, different consumers, what they've purchased, what they've signed up for, what they've applied for, so you kind of get a profile. Well, this big data costs a lot of money, and it, re it really wasn't available uh, to smaller well, businesses. Well, kind of a, a new creation, and I want to ask you in a minute yeah, about, yes. about programming and planning some of those costs, because those become very expensive for businesses, but the, da the data, if you're targeting someone and trying to be very niche-oriented, then you, you can't afford to be just throwing your uh, throwing your bread on the water for the ducks. How's that going? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think it goes. Big Dad has evolved, and yes. uh, a platform like Facebook, for example, has partnered with Big Data, Polk, Axion, and you can now access the data that larger companies were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars on, and have that data within your dashboard on Facebook. So not only your organic posts and the content that you put up there, but also setting up an ad account and being able to target people who are interested in your product or service. And uh, the 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 different the demographics the interests uh, the um, the past behavior is almost unlimited and you you can really target your your target audience down and you can also segment and sell into different niches Phil, you have and, yeah that was going to say big data the is the evolution of analytics mm -hmm. and analytics is everywhere mm -hmm. and so i worked for a big data company for a time doing some sales coaching for them mm -hmm. but big data it, it, brooks is so right it's everywhere and analytics was where it started and now it's into big data and everybody is using big data whatever size company you are it's a critical part of the 
sales mm-hmm. process. I heard that big data being analyzed is kind of like looking at the intersection and seeing how many cars are coming in the intersection, turning left, right, or going straight. It seems to put it in perspective for people, but it's still very expensive uh, and very time-consuming, not only from the dollars you have to invest, but from the, from the people horsepower to put it to your business. So talk a little yeah. bit about some client experiences for a few minutes or a few seconds here, whatever you want to do about some of the, I guess we'll call them success and failure stories of people who've gone off down the wrong turn. Yeah, abso- intersection. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, um, I've got one client in ad tech. They're involved in the automotive industry. And again, they're using LinkedIn. They're using Facebook. Uh, they are advertising. They're B2B. Mm-hmm. And they're advertising to automotive dealers, people who own automotive dealerships. They're also uh, advertising to associations. So they're trying to get dealerships to incorporate or adopt their, um, their ad tech software to improve sales to increase sales so b2b although you wouldn't think on facebook it would be possible it's still possible Mm -hmm. because we are all people and we're all involved with our hobbies we're all involved with our professions and we like to share that information so you get access to that type of data even on a social platform like facebook now linkedin even more so uh, when it comes to b2b you can reach out and target profiles, different industries, different well, sure. segments. Keyword search, as you said, becomes very valuable. Uh, we all exercise that. We want to look at their high school alumni yes. before we, or our college alumni, or or who worked in American Software, or who was at Facebook, or wherever you, or who who grew up in Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, wherever. You can do all those things. And as you said, as Phil said, it's analytics. We can do it mentally ourselves, but boy, isn't it nicer to have the uh, algorithms? Is that the other fancy word? Yeah, exactly. exactly. The algorithms figured out for us and presented on a dashboard. And, and let me tell you, these platforms will make it easy for you to utilize. I mean, that's their bread and butter. That's how they make money. So they've developed platforms where you can really tap into the, the analytics and the data and turn that into an ad campaign. And then, as I mentioned, you can segment different audiences based on their demographics and their past behavior. And you can test, uh, split test, multivariate test, different ad copy and ad styles and really come up with uh, an ad campaign that is driving ROI, that is improving, increasing ROI as you get deeper into it. because. You said it's expensive from the beginning. In any campaign, any ad campaign, what you're doing is you're buying data in the beginning, and you're learning. And you can take those learnings and then apply them to what what you're going to filter out and what you're going to stick with and how you're going to scale up. Well, part of the beauty of the day's modern media is in the old days, you had to buy the newspaper ad yourself before you could figure out if it was effective. Yes. Now you can go out and let somebody else buy the ad, and you can wind up getting the results of their stuff uh, uh, online. Let's take just a minute and talk about the Buckhead Business Association again, and then we'll roll into kind of a, a pugilistic battle between the sales guy and the SEO guy. <laughs> I've got a couple of questions I want both of you to try to answer. But okay, great. Uh, as, a, as a product of being part of the in, being in Buckhead and being here at the beautiful billion-dollar view in the Studios overlooking Linux Square and getting close to the holiday season. Just want to remind folks the structure of the BBA. We are a business oriented organization that meets once a week uh, for breakfast three times a month and one at, at early in the morning at the City Club. And then once a month we meet at the uh, at an after hours location to have people enjoy enjoy a little social, uh, what do you call it? Uh, liquid lubrication that they use to make business a little better. We also have a Young Bucks Association as well as a leadership course we offer yearly to educate about 25 young adults as they grow up in the business. 
business world. Some are not so young, but most of them are younger in their 20s and 30s. And then lastly, we do some signature items, which are our, our showstopper lunches, which we have uh, in the summertime, as well as we have our annual lunch in January each year. And then lastly, we have a taste of Buckhead. Uh, we actually put the restaurants to play, and, and we're actually going back next year to look at how we might do a business expo again in the city here to kind of begin to stir the pot here in North Atlanta to show people what uh, what can be done. So join us if you go to BucketBusiness.org. You can sign up for those events. You can learn more, and you can look at the current slate of officers who will be coming in, in uh, next year to do some really neat things. And we're always available for just one more member, which typically comes from one more guest. So join us uh, anytime. So, okay, let's go back to looking at, gosh, the activities of sales versus uh, presenting the customer with the right information or understanding what the customer needs. Let's go back to Mr. Bush for a minute. Yeah. If, if you had all these great analytical tools in your hand, and you knew exactly how to approach someone, would you just let the system do it for you? Would no. you develop a good plan? Can't do that. Now, everything Brooks said, I completely concur with. And one of my previous shows, we talked a lot about the application. And one of the things we talked about is, as a seller, you've got to have your own presence. Even if you've got a Facebook presence, you've got to have your own business Facebook mm -hmm. presence. So you don't just let the system do it. You use the tools, but relationships are still built by people. Now, mm -hmm. they still are. You can, you can get all the information you want, and the information Brooks talked about, we absolutely talk about. And he mentioned LinkedIn, and that is the preeminent business tool absolutely. for sellers to learn about their customers and the customers to learn about the sellers. That's the neat thing. It's the individual records. And how many folks is that now? 425 mil million? 425 million, million people on LinkedIn. And that's a profile of where they went to school, where they work. It's and got a lot of information in. Wow. in it. And so it's the preeminent tool. Now, Brooks mentioned a number of other really good tools. We always tell, tell sellers, start with LinkedIn mm -hmm. and then go from there. But everything Brooks said, I completely concur with. But no, I don't believe in letting this. The system won't do it for you. Well, back to the, back to the, the uh, resource. And we talked yeah. a little bit about assets and risk. Uh, talk about what you can do wrong for a minute, Brooks, uh, about about your social presence uh, mm -hmm. as a business or or as an individual you can uh, you can get negative remarks out there in the marketplace today and they travel how's that virally uh, Vir fast, viral that's like that's what i was told it was faster than warm too is that like viral faster yeah. than <laughs> <That> it is <laughs> okay. yeah it's viral absolutely there are a lot of things on, online that can hurt your brand and you have to protect your brand and be smart about how you go about your messaging and uh, your relationships with potential customers as well as customers and even past customers a lot of companies have used social to turn unhappy people back into happy people so we do online reputation management it's all uh, a big part of that but uh, another thing that I thought of when you asked your question was companies a lot of companies believe it or not make the mistake of not being consistent in Ooh. their social voice. Consistent. A consistent social voice is very important. And also be on point, have relevant messages. So you don't want to point out that today is National Secretary's Day and then tomorrow is 
National Rose Day and the National Flag Day. You want to take your ability to reach people on these social platforms and talk about your industry. It doesn't have to be about your company, but it can be about your industry. And you're building credibility. You're helping them become better customers, better potential customers. But again, the key is having a consistent voice. Now, is that daily? Is it four times daily? Is it once a week? Totally depends on the business. Our social media management, we're usually out there about four to ten times a day on multiple social platforms for companies. Wow, four to yeah. ten times a day. So that goes back to the question I posed earlier about the time, the expense, the, the, the risk, the education, all those things. I, when I was a little littler kid, I think somebody told me that we saw 27 Coke logos a day. Mm-hmm. And they spent, they were the number one advertising media in the world was the red logo ball. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're, you're saying that I'm going to be getting pretty close by four to ten a day just for little Michael Moore, huh? <laughs> well, you're not going to see every single one uh, so it makes a difference you want to be out there different platforms have different strategies but you have but to get them in different places time. that's the point so absolutely you're, you're structuring what we call the media plan you work with clients very detail oriented on that i'm sure yes um, again, going back to some successes, give, give me one of those uh, really, really dumb things you've, you've seen some clients do by themselves where you've made a difference in their company. Hmm. I'll tell you, when we come in and look at a, a company, again, it's those business assets. They don't know where their hosting is. <clears throat> they don't know where their domain is registered. They could let those lapse, mm-hmm. and then they would be out of business online. So that's number one. Number two is they they go with vendors whose modus operandi is to just get more and more accounts so they fall for the dog and pony shows of these bigger vendors and then the vendors just drop them they get them either on a 12-month contract a 24-month contract and they make mis- companies make mistakes in picking the wrong vendors and their results were not at all what they intended it doesn't, yeah, the vendors don't care because they know they've got these clients locked in. Yeah, once you start sliding down a hill, it's pretty hard to push the rope back up. That's right? right. So I come in and I see a lot of that, and uh, we do month to month. We don't have long-term commitments, and I clean up a lot of the accounts. And again, a lot of these vendors will advertise for the companies within the vendors' accounts. So therefore, if the company switches away from a vendor, they've lost all that historical data and they don't even own the accounts. Right. All comes back to that business asset thing. Mm-hmm. So we come in, we'll create accounts, social profiles, uh, advertising accounts that are all owned by the business. I think it's uh, like you, like we all know in sales, it's, it's, it's who you talk to, what you said, and why you said it, and then obviously what you're going to do with it once you've got their answer. Yeah. So Phil, talk about the last piece, which is uh, how in the world do people stay on top of all these new tools? You obviously, you get the benefit as a sales guy from the pre-sales of SEO, XYZ, and all the other abbreviations we yeah. talked about earlier. So talk about what a company can really do to position themselves for the next 30 days, 30 months, or 30 years. Right. And, and what I think what Brooks talked about, he used a word that I, I use in my work a lot, which is, and I use it a little differently, but it means the same thing. He talked about the word vision. And we use vision in selling a lot. Now, to mm-hmm. Brooks's point, sometimes we don't use it quite right. So one of the things I talk about with companies and individual sellers is you're looking at an individual customer situation. You have a product or a service. What is your vision for how that customer or that prospect you're talking to is going to be successful using 
your product or service. And in this day and age, here's what I refer to it as. Doing the mass marketing, it still is done, I realize, but it's still pretty hard. Mm-hmm. In this day and age of selling, we are in the day and age of mass customization for an audience of one. Correct. That's what mm-hmm. we have to that's, do. That's what big data can let us do. Like, exactly. Uh, the analytics so let us we need some little data. So, Brooks, your company was top line media. You have gone through the process of analyzing and quantifying, and as he just said, you customize your answers for the person that needs to be talked to next. So tell us how we get in touch with you. That's right. Uh, the company is Top Line Media Group, and we're found online at toplinemediagroup.com. Very good. And you are Brooks Stunner, and you are with us today. Thank and you, Phil Bush, how do they get in touch with you one more time? Yes. Well, they can go, there's a couple ways. Maverin.com. My company is Maverin Marketing and Sales. One of the questions I get asked a lot is, what does Maverin stand for? Because it's one of those things. It's, 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 I had to make, you know. What, you made it up. I, I, I did make it up. But <laughs> we Maverin, couldn't do that in school, remember? We just couldn't make up words. No, you couldn't make up words in school. <laughs> Wikipedia changed that. But, you're right. But Maverin.com, you can get me and get Daily Sales Thoughts, my blog, and please reach out to me there. And I, I offer free sales advice whenever someone asks me a question. I got three questions this morning, one from Peru, one from Brazil, and one from Hungary, which wow. I answered. And I'm happy to do that, but I especially would love to do more right here in Buckhead. Well, we appreciate that. And then we're here with the, uh, the great show this morning, sponsored by the Buckhead Business Association. We have had a tremendous group. This is our last show for the season before we roll into the holidays, the Rich and Mike show we'll be back in January or we'll be filling in next week with some last minute things but I remind you it's the fourth quarter guys and you've got about the two minute warning you need to go out and get some sales you need to go out and think about the uh, SEO and the XYZ and the other things you're working on to let yourself be seen in the marketplace but build relationships guys and gals you will not see the people you'll see in the next two weeks probably again almost all of next year unless you plan to so Rich it's back to you alright I like that I just got top billing it was, it was the Mike and Rich show now it's the Rich and Mike show I think. Oh, that is, it rolls off my tongue better but you can see it the other way I'm a little partial to that yeah so uh, Michael Ward uh, uh, great year for the Buckhead Business Show. I uh, look forward to next year as well. And um, we'll see you at a breakfast or an after hours uh, soon here in Buckhead. Again, uh, signing off for the Buckhead Business Show. Thank you for joining us and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Thank you.